Welcome to Clover's Virtual Dance Studio Podcast, the show where we talk about everything and anything dance. And now, here's your host, Deanna Clover. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for listening in. I'm excited about this episode because we are going to talk about the eight great smarts. And I think everyone should read this book called Eight Great Smarts by Kathy Cook. And that's spelled K-O-C-H. This book really opened my eyes and I wanted to share a few things from it. If you haven't read it, it is such a great read. You got to get this book. So I'm a dance teacher, but I don't think of myself as just a dance teacher. We are teachers. We may not have... Uh, a student for the whole day like a regular brick and mortar school, but we are still teachers no matter if you have a student for 30 minutes or an hour or five hours. And we should be giving our children our attention, our full attention, and what they need to learn. We all get those few students who just don't listen or want to run around and don't seem to grasp what you're teaching. You know, I like to think of myself as a detective. And we must try to figure out how that student learns and how their brain works. It's great when parents can give you advice on their child ahead of time, but sometimes they don't even know. So it's important, and I like to think of myself as a detective so I can figure out how they learn. Anyway, uh, my son has always struggled in school. He always hated school. And so I started reading a ton of books about how we learn and how our brain works. And I came across this book called Eight Great Smarts. And, you know, I was reading it technically because I was trying to figure out how my son learns and how he's wired, but I ended up learning how I learn. So, (laughs) you know, I never thought of myself as a smart person or book smart, but this book really made me think, wow, I have been smart all along and I didn't even know it. I found out that I am body smart, people smart, music smart, and picture smart. This blew my mind. I always thought, well, I'm not smart, but I can dance. I do learn through movement. I also learn through music, whether it's tapping my feet or singing a song. You know, I can still remember the 50 State song that I learned in uh, third grade. I'm sure some of you know this song, Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas. Anyway, I still remember it. Um, And, you know, I also didn't understand what people smart was until recently. Um, And I realized that when I talk to others, I get more ideas. And I realize that more than ever, um, because I do work from home with no co-workers, like I need to be with people. I need to talk to people. Uh, So if I need to jump on a coaching call, whenever I can, or a webinar to connect with others, Um, I need to do that so (laughs) I can get recharged. And yeah, I learn by talking with other people. As teachers or as parents, by reading this book, it will help our children, our students, and maybe even yourself. Every time I go back to this book and reread it, it just gets me excited and it reminds me that I am smart. (laughs) Um, I, you know, sometimes we forget and I, I'll look at this book. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm smart. (laughs) This is a book that you'll want to keep and read over and over again and share with anyone who might need to hear they are smart. There are eight smarts, logic smart, word smart, picture smart, 
music smart, body smart, nature smart, people smart, and self smart. You might find that you are more than just one. And, you know, because we talk about anything and everything dance on this podcast, I wanted to talk about specifically body smart. Most of us dancers will be body smart. We think with with movement and touch, in this book it says when students get excited, they move more. They need freedom and sometimes lots of space to move productively. Motion is their power. I think that's why I, I succeeded in school because of dance. So if you have a student or child struggling in school, try incorporating movement into the lesson, whether it's writing in the air or what's called skywriting. Maybe you're practicing their spelling words or guessing the letter on your back. I used to do this with my children uh, with spelling words, you know, write the letter or numbers on their back. Um, That's touch or maybe march while they're learning math or whatever subject. To help my kids memorize their times tables, I I might say something like six times six is 36. Six times six is 36 with like a little beat. (laughs) Or I might say it funny like six times seven is 42. Uh, And that would be audio uh, music smart. But anyway, uh, have you ever had a great idea while maybe you're taking a shower or walking up the stairs or putting groceries away? Well, this is body smart. Now, of course, in a dance class, We are moving, but now that you are more aware of what else Body Smart is, embrace those moments. Like, I know that I really get some great ideas when it's when I'm taking a shower. I don't know. I just during shower time, (laughs) um, yeah, I really have these great ideas come to me. So, the next time you're struggling to tackle something that you might be struggling with, try using movement. Next time you're in class, try to use the different ways of learning for them to grasp your steps or maybe choreography, Uh, you know, maybe even have them say the steps out loud. During class, maybe play a game that involves working in a group, talking, listening, touching, etc. Not only are activities or games a lot of fun, it's a way of learning. After finding out my son is dyslexic and learns differently and needs repetition, uh, you know, I wanted to bring this up because sometimes some students just can't easily remember choreography. So be patient. They may need that repetition more than other students. What I did learn about dyslexia is that they are consistently inconsistent. And my son does have trouble with working memory. So if, you know, the average brain needs to hear something three times for it to stick, he might need to hear it 20 times. Students that are older may not remember their left from right. And we shouldn't make fun or say something like, you're old enough to know your left from right, hello. Some students just struggle with that. And I'm definitely not saying we should use this as a crutch and not help them remember left from right or practice learning choreography, quick picking it up quickly. I'm just saying if you have patience and not be quick to judge, and try to understand why they aren't doing what you want them to do perfectly. They won't shut off and not want to learn. I'm also not saying that if a student can't do something that I mentioned that they have to be dyslexic. I'm just saying we need to be patient and try to figure out how they learn to help them be the best they can be. You have to be a detective. 
I will post a link if you're interested in purchasing this book. It's an easy read. And again, I think after you read this, it will open your eyes. And I feel that this should be in everyone's library. Well, that's it for this episode. I really do appreciate my listeners. If there's a topic you would like me to talk about, please reach out. If you go to my website, deannaclover.com, that's D-E-A-N-N-A-C-L-O-V-E-R.com and click on contact. You can message me there and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Alrighty guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Clover's virtual dance studio podcast. Please don't forget to like and subscribe and be sure to join us on social media, including YouTube, TikTok, and more. Thanks again. and Keep on dancing.